Hello, and welcome to the Let's Talk About Assistive Technology podcast, hosted by Elliot Natale and Randy Reed. Now, let's get this podcast started. So we took a little unintentional hiatus for the past uh, few weeks, but we're back. And uh, how you been, Randy? I'm I'm okay. I'm just uh, just hanging out and doing things, but not podcasting because apparently we're on hiatus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I've been sick, so that's why we didn't do anything. Yeah, and I've been experimenting with the miracle of gifts. Or do you say jiffies? Oh no, they're gifts. Okay, they're gifts. <laughs> okay. Which Gra- I guess graphical we'll... interchange format. Yeah, I I guess we'll get to um, in this discussion because one of the new iOS fourteen features is is what lets me do it. But oh, okay. I didn't expect that, but okay. I didn't either. I just I just I clicked it accidentally one day, and I was like, oh, this is cool, and then I started playing with it. Interesting. And now, now all my Twitter followers are like, "Ah, oh, will this person stop sending all these gifts?" <laughs> so we had an Apple uh, event today. I sure and did. You watched? I did. I I watched it. Um, I watched it on. I watched the Twit feed uh, okay. because they do. Well, the narration they give is like the closest thing I can get to like audio description. Okay. Um. But the short answer is yes, I watched it, and I'm in the know. Okay. I watched it too. I watched it on my... I did not watch the Twit. I usually watch the Twit feed uh, afterwards. Well, I'm, but, um, I'm, sure they'll, I'm sure they'll syndicate it. Yeah. So uh, Apple basically released three new products today one of which is a service so i'm not sure you can really call that a product i think i think in this day and age you can yeah i guess you can it's not a physical uh, product can, no it's not a physical product but we live in a world of digital downloads and this is true. um i i feel like you you can you can call it a product um which i guess the product is actually a group of products yes yeah so if we'll you probably. if you really want to look at that how depending on how you look at it so we started off with a new Apple Watch, and technically two new Apple two, Watches. Two, although you're going to have to explain to me the difference because I didn't entirely understand it. Yeah, it took me a while to figure it out. I went to the website to, to really dive in. So we got the new Apple Watch Series 6, uh, the latest. That was the one I was greatest. expecting. Yes. And then the new Apple Watch SE. Which I was not expecting. Right. So the big difference between the Apple Watch Series 6 is that they have a, well, this isn't new, but it's the, apparently it's a more enhanced one, uh, an always-on display, making it more like a watch, um, which I know doesn't really matter to you. No. Um, they put a new sensor in the Apple Watch, which I think is actually a really big deal. 
so now they have the ability to track your blood oxygen levels. Uh, and so they made a big deal over, uh, you know, one of the early symptoms of issues with COVID is lower oxygen levels. So they talked about how that could help with detection of COVID. Um, but it also is an indicator of heart health and so on. So um, what's your thoughts on that? Well, so the my understanding is my Fitbit also can do this. However, for me to get that information, I have to subscribe to their um, Fitbit premium plan. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't ever bothered with it. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I see cases where it could be useful. Um, my understanding is, though, it doesn't have FDA approval. So um, it may be very accurate, but I'm not sure how much attention doctors are paying to it. I think it's going to go kind of like the EKG feature does, where I'm sure it'll get approval because usually when Apple does something, they do it right. But I think it's like the EKG, because only the EKG is only a two lead, uh, or I guess it's EKG or ECG, uh, as I guess you can talk, it's say. A, I think it's an EC, I think it's an ECG is what it actually does. Because um, the, two... the EKG is the one where they put all the little electrodes all over you. Right. Well, I think, they're, I think the terms... I don't know. Maybe I should really look it up. But I thought they were yeah, interchangeable, but um, I know that they consider the Apple Watch, the ECG or EKG, whatever you want to call it, um, feature to be quite accurate, but it's only two leads. So um, it's not as complete a diagnostic as like a full-on one. So it's kind of like it, the thing goes off and it's like, hey, you might want to go get a real one. Right. It's an indicator of maybe there's a problem. Right. And you should go get things checked out. Okay. In that, in that case, I could see that. I could see that. Because, like, they have, so, um, the Fitbit that I have does sleep tracking, which, mm-hmm. but it's not a replacement for an actual sleep study. But it also, it also gives me an idea of where I am. Right. Right. And this, the new watch will also do uh, sleep tracking as well. Um, both of them, the Series 6 and the SE, will both do... Yeah, and I, uh, I think tracking. some of the older ones will do the sleep yes, tracking will, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so, and then they have an always-on altim- uh, altimeter. So, um, elevation tracking, basically. Okay. Which, on the surface, sounds like not a big deal, but if you're like a hiker or someone who's very active... Um, tracking your blood, you know, combining your elevation with blood oxygen levels and heart rates and all that stuff is all good for health tracking overall. Right. Right. Okay. I was, I was wondering, because it it says always on altimeter and then there's the always on display. And I wasn't sure if those two were somehow related. It doesn't sound like they are, except that they happen to be in the watch. Yeah, they're not related at all except that they're now always on. <laughs> uh, so I guess it's always, it's always tracking your elevation uh, from sea level. And then the display itself is always on. That's always actually been one of my gripes about the Apple Watch is that it 
as a watch, it was never good because I couldn't, no. I couldn't just glance at my watch and see the time. I had to I really move my wrist or tap the screen in order to get the, the uh, time to display. Right. It didn't bother me because I, uh, all I ever had were talking watches, right. so I always had to do that. To you me, always had to it do was, some kind of interaction with it. Yeah, but I was always like, I don't like that my watch can't make it through a day without me needing to charge the battery. Yeah. Apparently the the uh, battery life on this is going to be better, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but you never, they never tell you exactly how much better. They, yeah. just, they just promise it's going to be better. <laughs> um, all the watches are up to 50 meters water resistant, which is a, a good That's thing. That's good. Um... And that's basically the difference between the new watches. So the the SE, they there's no there, sensor. There's no blood oxygen sensor, and there's no right. EKG. And EKG. there's no and there and there's no always on display either. My understanding is correct. correct. Also, it has the older <laughs> processor. Yeah, it has one version. One yeah, version lower, yeah. which isn't. Is not too bad, honestly. Um, the one cool thing the Apple Watch, the newer Apple Watches, oh, all the way back to Series Four, actually, the ones with cellular, will have though is the family setup. Yes. And um, which is which is cool because not everybody needs an iPhone to use an Apple Watch now. Yes, I think that's a big deal. Yeah, that I think that's actually the biggest thing. Uh, from where we're standing that came out of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess we should describe it a little bit more. Um, well, my so my understanding is uh, you have one, you have one iPhone, and you set up a family, and then each person in the family who needs one can have an Apple Watch, and you, as the person with the phone, have control over the over the watches. And you can monitor their health stats, and I think where they are. Um, and they were talking about for kids, like you can you can choose who they who they're able to contact. Um, right. So, so they build it. They describe it as good for kids who aren't old enough to have iPhones, and then elderly who don't necessarily want an iPhone but want some of the benefits of the Apple Watch. Like the fault, just the fall like the fall detection is the big one. Right. We've actually um, tossed the idea around of getting my in-laws Apple Watches because, you know, they're getting, you know, older and everything. They both have iPhones, so we, we wouldn't use the family thing. But the fall detection is a big deal when you're you're getting older. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we work with a lot of people that don't necessarily want an iPhone but could benefit from at least the fall detection. Mm -hmm. And even, I mean, if since you have to have cellular to use it anyways, um, that means you could make the SOS feature work and they could, they could in theory call 911 if they needed to. Yep. Yeah, then they have the built-in SOS uh, feature, which my uh, daughter accidentally set off once. Um... <laughs> If you hold the button down on the watch, it'll it'll uh, start to call nine one one. Yep. Um, but 
You're right. I think that's a, I think it's going to be a big deal. The family set up and the independent watch stuff. Well, I think, I think that's why they put out the SE watch, mm-hmm. um, which honestly is a bit surprised on the price of that. Yeah. Still. Um, which is 279 just so everybody understands. Um, but, I mean, it, it's still, like, I, compared to, like, a regular Apple Watch, that's still that's still a fair price. So they still have the Apple Watch Series 3. So basically they're only selling, they're selling three different versions of the Apple Watch now. Series 3, SE, and Series 6. So the and Series think, 3 is 199 Right, and I think Series 4, which they're not selling, is the one you need to be able to do the family setup. So they're wanting you to buy the SE. Correct, yeah. Uh, so 199 for the Series 3. Had a, it has all the capabilities of the newer stuff, except the altimeter is not always on, meaning that you have to manually engage the uh, elevation tracking. And it does not have a compass either. The SE doesn't. The, the no, the three. Oh well, the three also doesn't have cellular capability. Right, think. doesn't have cellular. Doesn't have a compass. Can't do family setup. But it does have the heart rate detection, irregular heart rate, heart rate detection, fifty meters water resistant. So, one ninety nine. Then there's the SE for two seventy nine or three twenty nine if you get it with cellular. So basically, for the price of an iPad, you can have an Apple Watch that you can set up for family share. Right. And then the Series 6 is $399 or $499 with cellular. You think you're going to... Are you planning on getting one? I don't think so. um, I'm still waiting for it to be able to be its own phone and make phone calls. And... uh, but I mean, like, fully functional, not just be able to make phone calls. Like, I want something that's powerful enough to be my replacement iPhone on my yeah. wrist. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Do everything on the wrist instead of the actual phone. I'm sure one day. I think I'm toying with the idea of getting a Series 6. Right now, my wife and I have uh, Series 2s, and they are not going to be getting the latest... Uh, the latest uh, watchOS version. Right. So basically, as far as I'm concerned, they're, it's time to get rid of them. Um, so the question is, do I get rid of them and get new ones, or do I get rid of them and sell them for whatever I can get for them and not get one? So I think I'm leaning towards getting one, though. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I I thought about it, but I also want to see what the new iPhone is going to be like before I make that decision. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was not announced today. I think that's going to happen in October. Yeah, rumor is there's going to be another event. Possibly two more events. So we'll see. Yeah, I think the last one is for MacBooks, and we don't... Yes. It's not that we can't cover them, it's just that we don't get a lot of requests for that, so maybe not. We'll cover it, but yeah, not, not in extreme detail, probably. Not as enthusiastically. So the next thing that they announced was Apple Fitness Plus to go along with the Apple Watches. Ah, right. Okay, and Apple One. Well, yeah, that was next, yeah. Yeah. 
Because uh, well, because Apple Fitness Plus kind of ties into Apple One. Yeah. So Apple Fitness Plus is their uh, workout service, really. Um, so apparently, it's curated workouts for everything from treadmill to uh, yoga to rowing, and it's guided workouts. So there's someone on, uh, you know, in telling you what to do and uh i've never been into the type i've never been the type well i'm not really a super fitness guy either but i've never been the type of person that watches like workout videos have you at all uh not with the intention of participating but i've seen them right um, i mean but... sometimes like you would turn it on for saturday morning cartoons and one was going off and you'd catch the last 10 minutes of it True. Um, the Apple fitness sounded interesting, but it's nine ninety nine a month, uh, by itself. Yeah, but I think, don't you get Apple music with it? No. Oh, you don't? Uh, no. Okay. It just does Apple music for the workouts. Right. So if okay. you have Apple music, then you'll be able to listen to music, I think. Oh, uh, okay. I got you. Um, I think at $10 a month, unless you're really into fitness, I don't think it's worth it. Well, yeah, but by itself, some people are, and that is. Yep. Well, I won't say it's. Oh, actually, no. It it's ten dollars a month or seventy nine ninety nine for a year. Right. And if you buy a new one, you get it for three months. Right. Um, so that is actually cheaper than some gym memberships, which people can't use right now, anyway. True, and I guess if you look at it that way, as a replacement for a gym membership, maybe. Um. I don't know. It just seems very expensive. I thought it was going to be less. Well, yeah, but I mean, we've we've paid more for what people thought was less plenty of times. So, I mean, we're, who who are we to make those decisions? Touche. Um, but then the next thing they talked about was Apple One. Um, and so Apple One is their bundle service of all the Apple services bundled together. So. Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, Apple Arcade, iCloud Storage, Apple New- Apple News Plus, and Apple Fitness Plus. Do you subscribe the, to any of the services? The I used to do Apple Music until I discovered, uh, well, at the time it was Google Play Music. Now it's YouTube Music. Right. Uh, and I feel like they have a better algorithm for picking songs I like. Mm-hmm. I do buy an iCloud storage plan. Which one are uh, like you a, on? uh, I want to say it's twenty gigs. I don't know. I didn't. Not a lot because okay. I didn't. I don't. It's mostly just enough for like photos and stuff. And it's like one step above the free one, something like right. that. Okay. And then uh, the other thing I use is um, iTunes Match. Right. Which I don't believe is included in that bundle. No, it's not. So, um, so the short answer is this isn't really a worthwhile buy for me at this point. And I mean, I do have Apple TV, but plus, but the only reason is because it came with the phone when I got it last year. Yeah. Um, but have you watched anything on Apple TV Plus? I haven't. I have Netflix, and I have a couple of other things yeah. going on, and I just usually forget about it. <laughs> There's a few good shows on there. I've I've been watching. Um, 
I probably would have continued paying for it. Um, but I, I have an Apple music subscription, a family Apple music subscription. Um, I pay for the two terabyte iCloud storage. Yeah, I was going to say, I know you do iCloud. Um, which is the highest tier iCloud storage. They have so many pictures. And I have that shared between myself, my wife, and my in-laws and my mom. And I also uh, have Apple Arcade. So when I crunch the numbers, the Apple One subscription for the premier subscription. So there's, there's three different levels of the Apple one subscription, which I think kind of destroys the name. <laughs> it's not really one. Um, and so for one me, the, A, B and C. Yeah. Uh, for me, basically I'm going to get news plus and fitness plus for free. There you go. Um, so how, mu- how much is, uh, how much is the one you're looking at? Twenty nine ninety five a month. Which is not too bad. That's basically what I'm bad. paying right now, anyways. That's not. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's really not bad. Um, because I I know now you can get I think it's Apple TV, um, CBS All Access, and can't remember what the last one is. I want to not Disney, maybe not Disney Plus. I can't remember what the other one is. But you can get it for twelve ninety nine a month now. Yeah. Um. So I mean I think I think we're gonna see more and more of these bundles um, as streaming replaces cable TV. Yep. So right now there's there's so Apple One has different tiers, A, B, and C, I guess. So they have an individual plan for fourteen ninety five a month, which includes Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, Apple Arcade, and fifty gigabytes of iCloud storage. I don't know. It might be the thing that gets me to use Apple News Plus. Well, it doesn't have Apple News Plus. Oh, it doesn't. No. Music, TV, arcade, and iCloud storage. Oh. Then okay. there's the family plan, which is nineteen ninety five a month. Um oh, I forgot to put on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> uh the same exact stuff. Music, TV, arcade, and iCloud storage, two hundred gigabytes of iCloud storage. And then there's the premiere. And this is the only one that has News Plus and Fitness Plus. And that's the $29.95. But because I'm already subscribing to music uh, and arcade and the two terabyte iCloud storage, for the same amount of money, I'm going to get News Plus and Fitness Plus as well. So I don't think the Apple One is going to benefit a whole lot of people. Well, so, but Apple has this thing that they do where they launch something like this Mm -hmm. and it looks like, it looks like it does now. And then over time they start adding things Mm -hmm. and what they might do is like, so let's say you're playing $29.95 now. That's your price because you subscribed, right? Now they're adding things onto it and either they aren't charging you extra for those things or they're giving you a discount Meanwhile, people like me who kind of turn their nose up at it are now paying, you know, fifty bucks a month to buy in what used to to what used to be twenty nine ninety five because there's all those other extra services. Basically, if you pay for Apple Music, basically, I guess it basically if you if you're already subscribing to three of the Apple services, you get it more for free. 
I mean, you you would basically uh, need to subscribe to. Well, with the iCloud storage, you would at least need to have interest in um, Apple Music and Fitness Plus to really make it worth your time. Yep. Well, that's not true. Fourteen ninety five. So that would be Apple Music, Apple TV, um, and iCloud storage and. Basically, it's $150. No, it's more than $150 a year. Um, it's like hundred, almost $180 a year. Yeah. Um, but I guess if you were really into Apple Music and all you ever used were Apple devices, it would be okay. Well, Apple Music is on everything now. But... Well, it's, on, it's on the Echo. Yeah. Um, so they, they say... Don't they, the have, individual... don't they have a web player now? Yes, they do. Okay. The individual plan you save six bucks a month. The family plan you pay you save eight bucks a month, and the premiere is twenty five dollars a month if you were to subscribe to all individual services separately. And you don't have to have a family to subscribe to the premiere no. plan. I don't know. You don't. You don't. But it does you just have the ability to include people. Exactly. And for me, who I do share it with my family, it's even if you have just you know one spouse the family share the family thing makes the most sense because instead of paying for two apple music subscriptions you get it you know because well, a, a family subscription is what 15 dollars. yeah and the individual so, is 10 bucks for apple music okay so the so and how many can you have on a family subscription five five mm-hmm. so total of six actually six counting you yeah yeah, so you're you're still coming out ahead. Yep. So basically, I'll get News Plus soon <laughs> and Fitness Plus. Which so for me, who's of, all in? The one of which you'll use. <laughs> yeah, for me, who's all in on Apple? It's it, basically I'm getting two more services for free. But you have to really be in it, and you're not. Yeah, I mean, because why? Why would you buy? Yeah. Um, have you tried out Apple Arcade at all? No, because I know you like games. I do, uh, but I've been looking at mm-hmm. the like some of the stuff on social media and stuff, and um, right now the accessible games aren't on Apple Arcade. Okay. Um, so right now there's no reason for me to go there. I mean, I'm sure Apple Arcade itself is accessible, like the actual platform, getting around it and stuff, but the games aren't. So, and honestly. Uh, right now, we're still in this transition period where you can still buy some games outright. So even if there was an accessible one, um, you know, unless there's like five or six games that I want to play on a regular basis, it it is it is more economic for me to just buy the one game that works. Yep. So then the event moved on to iPad. Also, Apple Arcade doesn't have Jackbox games on there, so there's just no reason. I love Jackbox games, but there's no reason for me to go to Apple Arcade. I own all six party packs. Do you? Uh, I do, and I will have some. Well, they're not, but I bought so I bought five and six at regular price, Mm -hmm. and they went on sale over the summer because they're getting ready to put out seven Uh, in the fall. Okay, and. Uh, but I found a bundle on Steam, and I already had five and six, and I got Party Packs one through four, 
and I had a I had a Steam code for like fifty percent off, and then I got like another thirty percent off for the bundle. So I got uh basically eighty dollars worth of games for I think thirty bucks. Oh, that's a really good deal for Jackbox. Which really isn't eighty dollars worth of games for me because only certain ones are accessible. So, I mean, a party pack usually has like five or six games, and I can usually play three or four. But even so, like you, so even so, I still came out ahead. So then we moved on to iPad. Yep. And. And. Our nothing, recommendation. Nothing about our recommendation stays the same. Yep. Entry uh, level. So they updated the iPad and the iPad Air. Uh, and the update to the iPad, which is the entry-level iPad, <clears throat> same price, starts at 329 And what they did is they upped the camera quality and upped the processor. Yes. And that's it, yep. which is not a bad thing. No. Um, I mean, it's if you bought last year's, it's not a reason to go out and grab it. Yep, but exactly. if you're looking for one... Uh, this is a this is a great way to go. Yeah, it's a great then, entry level into the iPad. It is, and uh, they also they have a deal going on for education customers. There's mm -hmm. a price discount, although I can't remember by how much. Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Two. Well, it's two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. That's what a lot of Chromebooks go for. Yeah. The ones yeah. that actually will let you do things, which is what they're trying to compete with. Yeah, they even called out Chromebooks saying basically yes, you can did. do so much more on it, which is true. You really can. Yeah, she, oh yeah, no, I'm <laughs> I I'm not even arguing it. I'm just saying that was their that was their target this time. Yeah. I still I still think that the majority of people in this world don't need a full on computer and can do everything that they want to do with an iPad. I think oh, sure. I, I mean, well, I mean, I can do almost computer. everything I want to do with an iPhone. Mm -hmm. There's just like six or seven little things I do where it's just easier to have a full computer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, myself too. Uh, everything. I'm a multitasker and I'm a power user, but I can, I can definitely do most of my work on an iPad. Well, I mean, I remember when I had a desktop and a laptop, and the laptop do did what the iPhone does now. You know. Here comes the end of the workday. Computer goes off. I don't touch it normally. And then I, the iPhone is uh, everything else. Yeah. Until until work starts again. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, the most for most people, the iPad, regular iPad, is the way to go. Um, but then they also updated the Air. And they definitely did a lot to the Air. Yes, they did. And I have questions. Uh, mostly, what ha what's happening to the iPad Pro? They still have it. They just didn't update it. Well, right. But, I mean, the fact that they didn't update it... Uh, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it feels like it sends a message. Like, maybe we're not going to carry this anymore. Well... Yeah, so the right now the iPad Air is the most powerful. Uh, and it starts at five ninety nine. Well, it has the most powerful chip in it. Um, yes, and it starts at five ninety nine. And uh, I think the iPad Pro didn't start at six forty nine. Yes. Uh, no, the iPad Pro has the biggest screen, 
and it starts at yes. nine ninety nine. Oh. Okay. Um, the so I guess maybe difference. If you, maybe if you needed the bigger screen. Yeah. Although you could buy the iPad Pro for five ninety nine and hook it to an external monitor and save yourself a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. The biggest difference between the iPad Pro and the new iPad Air is the uh, camera system. And they have, the camera system has um, LiDAR built in. So it's great for like augmented reality and death perception and stuff. But most people and our, especially our, our um, demographic, that's not needed. No, the only, uh, the only way we would need it would be like for, for video conferencing with Zoom. Um, yeah, but that isn't necessary. I mean, I guess maybe but you don't. For the... You don't need that strong of a camera, right? I mean, you could. You could. I believe you could get a regular iPad mm-hmm. and have a better camera. Because I know, I know the camera that's on my HP laptop is not that great. For pretty much everyone listening to this, and any of the people that we work with, and honestly, even myself. The only reason to get an iPad Pro is because you want a larger screen. Yeah, I I wouldn't see. I mean, unless you honestly need that that larger screen, I can't even recommend that at this yeah. point. Not that I ever did before. Like you really want the larger screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like you want to pay a thousand dollars for a machine that's not as powerful in the name of a larger screen. Yeah, and there's definitely people out there that would do that. Oh sure, no, I we work with a yeah. lot of them. I I mean, I personally cannot see myself making that justification. Um, but I mean, I already feel like the iPad is too much screen real estate for me anyway. Right. And the other thing is, you can. It has a, the iPad Pro can go up to a, a terabyte worth of storage, local storage. So that's okay. a reason too, if you need that, but. It's hard to justify on an iPad. Well, no, because it, with, I mean, if you, even if you bought the premier Apple one and got two terabytes of iCloud, you're still, I mean, it's $180 a year, but yep. at least short term, you're saving yourself about, about $400. Right. Now 300 because 599 dollars yep. before taxes. So, I mean, the iPad Air is definitely a really good upgrade. And I can see what you're saying. You know, why didn't, why didn't they upgrade the iPad Pro? Uh, at least bump up the processor to the A14 and, and equal the, it out. The only thing I can figure is it's got something to do with the new Apple Silicon, and there's a reason they're holding out. Or maybe, maybe the iPad Pro isn't selling, and they're going to phase it out and make um, – and just have, a like, a lower-end – MacBook, because my understanding is with the Apple Silicon, the MacBook will be able to run the iPad apps. Oh, there's actually one big difference. Uh, so they they took the same design language of the iPad Pro with the bez, so-called bezel-less display and all that stuff, brought it over to the iPad Air, but what they did do is put Touch ID back into it. Yes, they did. So it no longer has a home button. No. They got rid of the home button. Right, but it's in it's in the sleep wake button. Right. 
as opposed to the iPad Pro where you do have Face ID. Maybe it's a, you know, everyone's got face masks on now and. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually kind of hoping the new iPhone has Face ID in some shape or form. Face ID or Touch ID? Uh, Touch ID. That's what yeah, I meant. Yeah. Uh, but because uh, honestly, I don't care about five G. Me either. I hope that what they do is they keep Face ID, but also add the new Touch ID sensor that's in the iPad Air on the new iPhone. Yeah, so you can do both. Yeah. Either one. Yep. Or both. Yeah. So that was pretty much the event. Yeah. Um they did it they did well, so there's iPad OS fourteen, but they also did say that oh, iOS right. fourteen is coming out tomorrow. Um which yeah. I'm not sure I'm not sure how far we want to go into that. I mean we did cover it back in June when it was announced. I guess uh, back then, I wasn't playing with the public betas, and I have been uh, currently on beta eight, which I think is like the gold, what they call the mm-hmm. gold beta. Yeah. Um, unless I get one between now and tomorrow, which can happen. That's happened before, but I guess now I can kind of talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which before I didn't want to because I didn't want people signing, like I didn't want people to sign up for the beta. Um, which to be fair was a very stable beta. Uh, there were there were a few things like the randomly disappearing on-screen keyboard and some other things. Um, picture in picture is still my favorite, uh, still my favorite option because now I can watch uh, Netflix and chat on Discord at the same time. Um, but the real thing that has uh, popped up for me is what they call the screen recognition feature. Yeah, with gifts. <clears throat> right. So what it what it does is um you have you have two options. One is for uh image recognition where anytime it comes across an image it runs it runs it through an onboard AI and uh it tries to tell you what's in the picture and you get mixed results because it's an AI. Um and the other is like you can open an app with a bunch of unlabeled buttons and you can say, hey, recognize the screen for me. And it basically renders the app where you can actually navigate it. Um, so you That's working can... well? Well enough. I mean, it's it's got a few hiccups. And it is it is not a it is not a replacement for actually making your app accessible. Um but it works well enough because some apps like it's just the initial setup is inaccessible and then once you get in it's usable so it actually makes it so that you can get past that that inaccessible roadblock and actually get into the app cool um that, but the go ahead i was, I was going to say the ai part of it the the scanning and and doing all that stuff it this is where Apple's investment in this, their own silicon comes into play. I think so. Like, I think, I think right now that AI is still in its infancy stages, but I mean, technically it was, it was kind of on board a couple of iOSs ago, but you can tell that there's a little more work going into it because you're getting a little more detail, um, which is where GIFs come in. So 
Actually, I actually I discovered it by accident uh, because the other thing you can do in iOS 14 is you can use your your Memoji stickers um, in almost any app now, besides Messages. Um, and so what it does is you you hit you make your assuming you have an iPhone that will let you do it. You make your Memoji, and then it makes your stickers. And if you're outside of iMessage when you use a sticker it turns it into a picture that it then attaches to whatever you're sending um and so on twitter i was doing that and then i would add alt text and i would basically just write the emoji description because work smarter not harder um but you know i would basically tell people that it's my that it's my emoji um but while i was doing that and looking for the stickers button, which is really hard to find because it's really small on the emoji keyboard. Um, I ran into the GIF button and I hit it and it said, uh, you know, search for GIF. And I, I typed in, I think the first one I actually searched for um, was Big Bang Theory. And uh, I found, I was able to, with the image descriptions, I was able to find one that had uh, Sheldon sitting in the ball pit. Um, and so I've started using them uh, from time to time. It's not perfect, um, but it's like this new avenue of expression that I've found and I've just started playing with. So, yeah, so Apple, iOS has had uh, GIF search for a few versions now. Is it just that you haven't, you hadn't discovered it before or is that there's something different? It, well, I knew it was there. But it was always one of those things I was like, I can get in there and I can click the images, but I have no idea what, what they are, so why do I care? And I probably would have gone on not caring, except I, I tapped the wrong thing and just happened to land in this thing. And then I started playing around with it. Um, and I, I started having good results. Now when you post them like to social media and stuff, you still have to put in alt text, because the like the tags are just like star wars gif or um you know bart simpson gif but what's interesting is you can type into the search box like um so one of the famous lines from star wars is i have you now and or you know i am your father that kind of thing so if you put that into the search box you will get like, even though it doesn't necessarily read it to you, you will get Star Wars gifts with that character saying that line. Um, so you just, and then you can basically just put in the alt text, like you can put... Uh, so are, are you saying that when you search for uh, I am your father, um, is the image recognition actually saying Darth Vader? That it's no, recognizing well, Darth it's Vader? So well, no, it's not recognizing Darth. So, but some, whoever uploaded the GIF has called it either Star Wars GIF or Darth Vader GIF, um, or sometimes it's uh, sometimes it is actually called Darth Vader. I am your father GIF. Um, so the image description isn't picking it up, but something in the search, which probably has nothing to do with voiceover at all, like what you're typing in the search box, is being translated. And somehow those gifts are being found. So I can I can get the one I want with like ninety five percent accuracy. I'm gonna have to play with that more. 
So I'm wondering if maybe the, the gift, so you're saying that the image is tagged as Darth Vader, but not necessarily what it says in the GIF. Right. But, but somehow when you search, cause I typed, like I, like I tried it, I typed in star Wars, uh, I have you now. And it, the first one that came up was, um, actually the first one that came up was just tagged Sith power, but it was the, but it was the one I was looking for. Did um, you know what was the one you were looking for? Cause I ran it, Sith I power? ran it through, I ran it through some other description services and I, posted it and was like and asked my followers i was like hey is this what i think it is and then i you know of course i had to tell them what i thought it was and it was um and so i just kept repeating the experiment so did the so did the apple gifts gift search tell you it was so what did the apple gift search say well so it just it like you type in what you're looking for and then it just reads whatever the person uploaded uploaded it called it so if i like if i wrote i wrote in uh one day i wrote in slow clap and one of the images that came up was spongebob slow clap but i didn't know like so which was fine except that i didn't know which character from spongebob was slow clapping so the way i had to figure that out was i had to look up on the internet i typed in spongebob slow clap and then found out that Plankton was famous for slow clapping, which then meant that the GIF by process of elimination was Plankton slow clapping. Okay. And, but then you said that there was onboard AI. No, the onboard AI isn't actually for the GIFs. It just, it kind of tells you things that are in the, in the pictures. So it's, it's, while it doesn't lead to like total confirmation, you can kind of, um, you can kind of use it to, uh, to, to help confirm. Cause I mean, if it, if the gift says, you know, Darth Vader and the AI says there's a flower in the picture, something's off. Okay. Cause those two things clearly don't go together. So what would it say? Would it say like person or something? Two people? It might, or... Yeah. Well, it might say person or it might, um, might say robot because Darth Vader's got his suit, you know. Right, right. Okay. I'll have to play with that some more. I mean, I, I use mean, it, gifts it, all the time, but I don't it's use not, Apple. It's one. not something. I mean, it's not something I do a lot because it's time consuming. Because I don't like. I want to send the right message, not the wrong one, and uh, so I want to make sure I get it right. Um, and so sometimes with the with the time it takes to do that, it's not worth it. Um, and then, of course, you have to describe them because if you, you know, if it's part of it, like a Twitter conversation and you upload something with no description and the people can't read it, you know, it's basically, it's like in a lot of ways, it's worse than just spouting gibberish, which right. doesn't stop people from spouting <laughs> gibberish, but I try not to do that. So iOS 14, iPadOS 14, watchOS 7. And the new Apple TV version, no, T Apple TV OS, come out tomorrow. And my rule of thumb to most of my clients is don't do the update right away. Nah, give it, I would give it, what, a week, maybe? Yeah, at least. 
I, I mean, I'm going to do the, the the moment it comes out, I'm going to do the update myself. Well, of course, because we always get that one person that does it, and then we have to help them out with whatever it is. <laughs> so we have to be able to replicate it. Um, On rare occasions, an update, when it first comes out, there's some kind of uh, like a showstopper in it. Yep, it's um, happened. Yeah, and so that's why I usually tell people not to do it right away. Um, but if you are going to do it, you want to make sure that you back up your device first. So if something goes wrong, you want to make sure that you have a backup of everything that's on your iPad, uh, iPhone or iPad. <clears throat> so you can do that with iCloud backup, or you can plug it into your computer and back it up with iTunes. But you want to make sure that you do a complete backup before you do the upgrade to iOS 14 or iPad OS 14. Yes. And actually, I think we went through that process. We described that process in yeah, we the last yeah. iOS episode. Not, never, never hurts to say it again. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I can't remember what I said all the steps were. I had it written down. Yeah. But if you're listening, you can always contact us and we can help you out. Uh, help you out getting, getting doing the update when it's ready and walking you through updating and backing up and so on. Yes, we sure can. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. I don't think I had anything either. All right. See you next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Have a great day.